Welcome to episode 30. Welcome. This feels weird. It does feel weird because, again, one of those things where it's like, did we think we were going to get here? (laughs) Well, I also thought it was weird that I'm looking at you. (laughs) Yeah, that's true, too. Usually we're like in Uh, a car or we're not in the same place. A few miles away. Yeah. So what's up? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, I'll tell you, I had to do all of my notes for the next episode without internet oh did you go to the library <laughs> okay and well, look at books i had internet but i didn't have wi-fi our internet at our house has been out for four days our internet and wi-fi different well there's like the mobile network and then there's wi-fi you know like when you leave your house and <laughs> you're not hooked up to the wi-fi anymore yeah that's what i did my notes on because uh, the wi-fi the data I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> I've never had this problem before. So just I don't not, know how to talk about not it. The, not the Wi-Fi you pay for for your house. I thought Wi-Fi was just like what comes out of the modem. Yeah? Yeah. So that's not working. Okay. <laughs> we're getting a new modem. Okay. It's a struggle. Anyway, we're recording at our mom's house. Yeah. This is our great-grandparents' room. It is. And it's um, super cute. It's just for them. It's just like a little hotel room inside. It's really a guest bedroom. But really only used by the greats. You're right. Yes. Well. And us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hold on. I had I had some intro notes. There's some things I want to talk to you about. Oh. Because I knew I wouldn't remember. Hold on a second. And Hold it's on. serious. Is um, it a serious topic? No. Oh. What did you think of Hocus Pocus 2? <laughs> <laughs> I had a Hocus Pocus release party. Yeah. And I loved the party. I thought was that was it? fun. I was so all the treats everybody brought that were Halloween themed. <laughs> it was just a bowl of popcorn. Popcorn <laughs> is you don't need it That's to what be I thought. fancy. And nobody ate it. I did. It was kettle, but I didn't need a lot of it because <laughs> I had all the other things. True. There were so many treats. There was. Jordan did two charcuterie boards. I did mm-hmm. chili and hot dogs, mm-hmm. and her sisters made the ghost balls. Yep, and the book brownies. Oh, those are okay. Yeah, the book brownies, and then uh, Shelby did the apple slices. Whitney did the shots, the potion mm-hmm. potion shots that had glitter in them. Yes, those are great. Filled with vodka. Filled with Good vodka time. and. Everyone brought really great treats, yeah. and it was it was a good time. We used Katie's projector mm-hmm. on my treehouse, and if you follow me on Instagram, you can see it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was really fun. It was. What did you think of the movie? I like of I liked the original better. Really? It felt a little more spooky to me. Mm, yeah, the second one was a little more goofy and fun mm-hmm. and lighthearted. I thought the first one was more spooky. Yeah, and a little more sinister. I thought the second one they tried to make less like that so i like the original best but i did like the second one mm-hmm. i thought there were funny moments but it, you just can't beat the original i don't see think. and i like the second one better than the original really why yeah. because i really didn't haven't seen the first one recently i just listened to it because uh-huh. we had it up on the projector <laughs> but it was too sunny outside so i sat next to the speaker and listened to get like a recap and like it was like what you said like, it's just very spooky it was a spooky yeah. story about witches and like it wasn't funny or like a disney movie you know yeah so like the second one i felt like was more disney yeah like oh this is like funny and like i can watch this with the kids and not have to worry about them having nightmares (laughs) and even luke was like i like that one the zombie wasn't even scary so like i liked it for the fact that my kids weren't scared and yeah oh this is something we can add to our list but the first one i don't know if we could yet see 
I don't care what my kids want to watch. <laughs> yeah. I am about, yeah. like, for me to watch it, I liked the first. Mm-hmm. But but that's just, I don't know if that's, like, nostalgia or yeah. if that's because I really like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like the music as much in the second one. I liked the first See, one a little bit better. I loved the music in the second one. Really? Yeah, I loved it. Like, the whole, huh. the witches are back part, I was, like, dying. I'm like, ah, oh, keep going! Like, See, I the best. But I, the best. I did not like that the, so I liked that song, mm-hmm. but the song they did on stage, mm-hmm. I, like, they reused yeah. an existing song, and it wasn't well, an original song. They did that in the song. first one, too, didn't they? On stage, they reused a... They a did, tune. oh, well, yeah, but they did yeah. I Put a Spell on You, um, so it was more... Yeah, I see what you're saying. It was, like... Halloween. Mm-hmm. You know, I was bummed about with Hocus Pocus too. Mm-hmm. Is that and I was waiting for it to happen. I was hoping that the Reverend actually did live forever, and oh. he was the mayor. You know, like I was hoping there was going to be a twist, like he's actually evil, even yeah. though he seems like a really nice guy. I liked how like or not evil, just like nice he villain. was. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I the part it. where he almost cried about the apples <laughs> in the beginning, I'm like, oh, that's that's telling how much he loves the apples. Yeah, <laughs> and he's such a good actor too. I really liked. I just really I like liked the cast. the cast of this one, but mm-hmm. I I was a little sad they didn't have a little more of like their original characters. Mm-hmm. Like they did have the witches and the zombie. Mm-hmm. Billy, but mm-hmm. they didn't have like I thought they would have had like the youngest, like the young girl from the first one mm-hmm. in it to be like, this is what I did, and mm-hmm. like try to help them. Yeah, but it, like, it, what if she played the part of what's his face? What's his name again? The the guy that like that gave him the, the candle. candle. Yeah, I don't remember. But um, what if she played that part? Like, what yeah. if that was her part of being like, I wanted to bring them back. That would have been spooky. That would have been really spooky. Yeah. Like, I I really liked it. It just mm-hmm. wasn't as spooky as the first one was. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I was hoping for. But uh, it was way more kid-friendly. Yeah. For sure. And that's what I was glad about. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. But. Good stuff, though. If yeah. you've watched Hocus Pocus 2, I want to know what you thought. Like, did you think it was the best one? Did you think it was stupid? Right. There's a lot of people that didn't like it at all. Really? Yeah, and I was surprised by that. That was surprising. Josh they probably had it. high. They probably had high hopes, though. Yeah, I went in there with no hopes at all. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm probably not gonna like it. Yeah, I just is what I told myself. I'm like, it's probably just gonna be for nostalgia. I probably won't like the storyline or anything. But yeah. The whole time I was entertained, and I just I thought it was great. Yeah, it was good stuff. I like. Yeah. It. Okay. Um, I was also gonna do an update from the last episode. Remember when I told you Aspen's face is all swollen and stuff? Yes. I've kind of already told you, but I'll tell listeners. I think she's allergic to tree nuts, walnuts, and like acorns or whatever, because we have a walnut tree outside of our house, and maybe she touched one of them. But then also I was telling you that the night that she had her allergic reaction was Arya's birthday. Um, so that night we had a marble cake, and in the marble part of it, I guess it includes tree nuts. And after that is when she started getting all swollen and stuff. And then two days later, after she got her medicine, she had another piece of that cake and started to swell up again. And I'm like, it has to be that. has to be. I bet you're right. So if anybody's wondering, I think I figured it out. Well, I'm glad it's not anything like too, I don't know, too much of a pain. Like allergies are stupid. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other thing I wanted to say is I just want to real quick say thank you to everybody that reached out to us after our one year anniversary and said like- this is our favorite podcast and things like that because that was surprising. I'm like, really? Your favorite? That. 
threw wow. me for a loop. I know. Like, <laughs> I know that we have people that listen and have yeah. been listening since the beginning, but to like have them say, this is my favorite. It's like out of all the podcasts <laughs> there are. I've heard there's like two and a half million podcasts out there now. Yeah. And we are your favorite. You podcasts. need higher standards. <laughs> <laughs> you have not researched <laughs> enough podcasts. Maybe it's the only podcast they've listened to. So uh, by default, right. that makes more sense. Right. <laughs> so people say, hey, do you listen to podcasts? They're like, yeah, one. <laughs> and it happens to be my favorite. Yeah. Well, well thanks I'm- anyway. <laughs> thanks. Sweet. Yeah. Well, I guess we can start. start. Okay. All right. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. This is... Something, I'm not going to tell you what it's called. Okay, okay. All right. So, in 1982, 14-year-old Gabrielle, known as Gabby DiStefano, DiStefano, was visiting her mom and sister in Utah for the summer. They, so I think she lived with her dad and she came to visit Mm -hmm. for the summer. Okay. Right. Um, They lived near 24th and Jefferson Avenue in Ogden, Utah. Gabby was... Like any other 14-year-old girl, happy, full of life. Her favorite game was hopscotch, and her and her best friend, Christina True, went everywhere together and were attached at the hip. Mm. Okay. On the night of August... Did her friend go with her? Did you say her friend? Yeah, I think, like, she moved away and came back. And so, like, that was her, like, home friend. Yeah. got it. Um, on the night of August 15th, 1982, Gabby told her mom she was going to Christina's house. But when Gabby got there, she found Christina was at home. Mm-hmm. On her way home, Gabby was seen near bo- a bowling alley in Ogden with a group of people, including two men and a uh, Chevy Impala. Mm-hmm. That group uh, then went to a party in Riverdale, Utah. Around midnight, Gabby's mother saw her get home, walk up to the door, but before she opened the door, the candy apple red Chevy Impala pulled up. Gabby turned around, walked up to the Impala, and got in. And that was the last time Gabby was seen. Whoa. Dun, dun. She was almost home. Yeah. She was almost home. She was almost in her house. But why did she get How in? How old is she again? 14. She seems to live a very free life that she can kind of just... Yeah, it was the 80s. I mean, yeah. we just have known that the 80s are... <laughs> Anytime other than now, is just different. <laughs> it's just, it was a different time. <laughs> a dangerous time. Um, so, um, a few weeks later, on September 16th, Gabby's body was found in a vacant field near a construction site in Harrisville, Utah. According to early reports from authorities, Gabby's body was found wrapped in plastic and she was shot twice in the head. Whoa. 14 years old. Some acquaintances were interviewed, but no charges were filed. In 1984, just two years later, so it kind of like, the investigation almost went nowhere. Um, in 1984, a man was rumored to have been dating Gabby at the time and was possibly seen arguing with her. And he was interviewed by police, but he denied dating or even knowing her, and they couldn't prove otherwise. So who said that, though? Just eyewitnesses, uh-huh. and they can't totally be concrete, you know? Yeah. Um, but believe it or not, another young woman, Joyce Tina Galagos, she goes by Tina, was 21. She also went missing, but four days before Gabby did. Mm. Um, Tina went missing August 11th, 1982, which is four days before Gabby did. Mm-hmm. Her family knew something was wrong because without her medications, she would have had seizures. So when she went missing, they were like, something's wrong, right? Yeah, yeah. 
Her body was found by a fisherman 11 days later, floating in the Ogden River with two shot, with two gunshot wounds to the head. Was she wrapped up? Mm. She was floating down the river. Tina's brother had to identify her body. Yeah. That's like the worst. I would, I don't know. I couldn't have done it, I don't think. No. Like, but you, but someone has to. Yeah, someone has to. So who has to, I mean, ugh. Anyway. Gosh, that's horrible. Like, that's just something you don't always think about is the person that has to go and identify. But then, too, like, imagine having to go and identify and it's not the person you're looking for. It's, like, the relief. you're seeing, like, relief. But then also, like, that image will stick in your mind, like, forever. Yeah. Could have been her. Yeah. You know? But that's someone else's somebody, mm-hmm. you know? And then, yeah. and then you're and, exposed to that. When you- and in the water, probably mm-hmm. the image was not great. Right. Oh, that's horrible. Um, on September 17th, 1982, during a preliminary hearing for a man named Robert Aragon, an Ogden police officer undercover... Oh, sorry. Wow. Words. <laughs> I can't. I, like, intertwined a bunch <laughs> of words. Um, so this preliminary hearing was for a man named Robert Aragon. So he was suspected of being the man who did this to Tina. Okay. Okay. The second woman, the 21-year-old mm-hmm. woman. Because an Ogden police officer, he was an under undercover narcotics officer. Mm-hmm. His name was Frank Gailey. He testified that he heard Aragon admit to killing Tina and dumping her body in the Ogden River. So he's like, I heard it with my own ears. He admitted to doing this. Wow. Um, but Judge Ziegler ordered an arraignment date for September 22nd. Um, in a second district court for Aragon on second degree murder. But during that arraignment, the prosecutor said he had proof that Aragon was in California when Tina was murdered. So the charges against him were dropped. Doesn't that just make you wonder if people who, like, if they, like, paid someone to get them an alibi? Yeah. So it's like... But it's mm-hmm. weird because it's like... Maybe they had the timing off in 1982. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, California is not that far away. It's mm-hmm. a 17, no, 14-hour yeah, drive. Right. And from Salt Lake. And so, like, it's not, it wouldn't be impossible for someone to be in Utah the same day that they were in California. Mm-hmm. Right. It's it's possible. Definitely. But his charges were dropped and he wasn't considered a suspect for her murder anymore. Both wow. cases went cold when a three-year-old Rachel Runyon was abducted and the police's attention went to that search. So their bodies were found, but a missing child kind of like drew their attention, understandably, but it, they never really went back and got any evidence that was helpful. Mm-hmm. It, it just went cold. Like they didn't have anything left. Well, then it just makes you wonder too, like the guy who heard him confess that, mm-hmm. I feel like if I was that guy, I'd go to him and be like, why the hell did you say that then? Yeah. But then you must know something. Yeah, either you didn't do it or you did. And if you didn't do it, why would you say you did it? Yeah. And if you did do it, then how the hell did you get an alibi? Right. Okay. So the two cases that were not even linked until mm-hmm. 2008 Whoa. when the bullet recovered from Gabby's body and the bullet recovered from Tina's body were sent to Northern Utah Crime Lab. This is where it was confirmed that both victims were shot by the same 357 Magnum revolver. Whoa. They didn't know that until 2008. Yeah, you'd think that they would have. They were killed in the same month. Mm-hmm. 
the same, same area. area, right? Not exactly the same, right. but close. Yeah. And both shot in the head and dumped. Shot in the head twice and dumped. Yeah. And don't you think that they'd be able to just like look at the two, you know? Yeah. And like they, at the time, so like, I think Charlie doesn't know what they were. I think to do. Gabby's <laughs> case was being handled by the Harrisville Police Department. Mm. And then I think Tina's was being handled by Ogden. Mm. So the I think commu- it's technology back then. Like I'm sure now there's a database where things like yeah. pop up. If like it- they link things together yeah. easily, but like they weren't connected mm. until way later. Gosh. <clears throat> so, so much time. And then in 2012, the Utah State Crime Lab tested Tina's purse and they found a combination of more than two males' DNA. Wow. So they're like, well, now we have DNA testing, right? Mm-hmm. And they just have to go back mm-hmm. and now test all this stuff if they have enough of it to test. Yeah. But police can confirm that they don't believe the two knew each other, but they did have the same circle of acquaintances. Mm-hmm. So, because Gabby yeah, was who's 14. driving that red freaking Impala? Yeah. So, not all, yeah, so that's exactly it. Two witnesses later said that the last time they saw Tina, she was also in a candy apple red Impala. That's crazy. So, this red Impala, they are, they they link them together. Yeah. Right? Not and only that, but the gunner, right? Yeah. Yeah, so they went and re-interviewed a bunch of people that they already interviewed and then interviewed new people mm-hmm. as well as had the DNA testing and then linked them by the the gun. Okay. Gosh. Okay. <clears throat> so we know Jason Jensen PI, right? Mm-hmm. With a cold case coalition. He yes. believes that the candy apple red Impala is the key to finding the murders in both cases. Yeah. So it's a 1963 candy apple red Impala. According to, to Nancy Montoya, Tina's sister-in-law, the owner of the Red Impala, sold it to Tina's sister after the shootings. Yeah. So she Wait, said, okay. the person who owned it at the time in 1982, yeah. well, after the shootings happened, mm-hmm. that same Impala mm-hmm. was sold to Tina's sister. So Tina's sister should know who owns it. Yes. Okay. But with, well, but I don't know if she knew who who, oh, I guess I guess it could be a stranger. It, you know, it, it like could KSL classified. Yeah. Oh my gosh, what kind of small world is that? But wait, in the Impala, there was blood on the carpet and in the trunk, and they gave it to police. The police took the ca- carpet, the yeah. blood stains. Can they just run a VIN number and know who's owned it? I'm sure they've. Tried I'm sure. It. I feel like I'm like. Here's a new idea. <laughs> you know? well, guess what? I. <laughs> Feel like I could figure this out, you idiots. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sure they've already checked, but it's just like that's where my head's like, well, check this, check that, you know, like right. figure it out. Right. But, but go on. <laughs> it's also possible that the person driving the Impala was not the owner of the Impala. That's fair. So it's there's a bunch of things that you know, yeah. whatever. Because I'm not even on the registration of my car. So. <laughs> right. <But> if, <laughs> if my car was somehow involved in something josh would be to blame (laughs) your name's on it so right well yep not my car (laughs) so they the police took the carpet but the family never heard anything after that Hmm. um according to an abc4 interview with weber county detective haney he acknowledged that the blood found on the carpet of the impala said or and said Quote, that's part of the evidence that went missing. We don't know where it went. 
went missing. The bloody carpet from the Impala went missing. But they also only took the carpet. They didn't take the Impala. The Impala's still somewhere. Does I wonder if Tina's sister still has it. I feel like if Tina's sister still has it, they would have found Tina's sister. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she missing too? I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. Huh. But she might have got rid of the Impala since then, I'd say. I wouldn't. I would. I keep. I wouldn't either. Until, I would keep that so wrapped in plastic. Yeah, like I would like preserve it the best I could. Right. Like put humidifiers in there or something. <laughs> I don't know how you preserve a car, but <laughs> I don't know. I my my thing is just put it in cling wrap like I do with my vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Press and seal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're idiots. Um. <laughs> so I can just you being like, "This car is suspicious. We better preserve it." And Josh can be on being like, what are you doing? And I have like cling wrap on I'm just like walking yeah. around this car. You're like any fingerprints are like they're gonna be found on this car. <laughs> Josh would not be surprised at this point if that was the case. Right. Okay, oh, so according to Detective Haney, the blood evidence was lost at the crime lab at Weber State. Unfortunately, it disappeared long before Weber County even took over the case. Hmm. So it was back when the city police department had had been involved, but Mm -hmm. it was the crime lab that can't find it. So it could have been lost in transit. It could have been lost just in their, you know, collection of things. Yeah. Yeah. Like they might still have it, but it's not labeled. Right. Labeling is important. It is important. (laughs) It really is. Speaking of labeling. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Josh found some mystery meat in our freezer. Yeah. Did you cook it? Yeah. We don't think we cooked it right. I don't know. I found mystery meat too. (laughs) Like, why didn't we label this? But it looked like really long steaks, but they were thick and like strips of something. And I was like, what the hell? Yeah. He's like, I don't know. So we tried to cook it. It was not good. Do you know where he got it from? Like the store or was it? I don't know. It was just in a a Ziploc bag. So makes you think about like the new Dahmer show. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, "Hmm, maybe Josh had something to do with this. This is our neighbor. I don't know. Like our neighbor did move. <laughs> did he? I don't know. Yeah. But we ate it. <laughs> was it good? No. Oh. No. I what think it, it was. What it taste? Like? I think it was a. It was supposed to be some kind pork. of. <laughs> it's probably, no, it did probably like human. <laughs> <laughs> it did not taste like pork. Okay. It tasted like it was supposed to be a beef roast. And we didn't cook it right. Oh. Well, yeah. So. That can make it not. It wasn't our neighbor. Okay. Good thing. Good news is we also don't have a neighbor that's recently moved. So. (laughs) (laughs) I get to see that. You get to be like eating dinner and be like, no, we haven't seen that neighbor in a while. (laughs) And and, you know, the other neighbor gave us this meat. (laughs) Yeah. What the heck? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where that meat came from. It's freaking me out. Why did we yeah. eat it too? That's very trusting. <laughs> well, I trusted Josh knew what it was. He didn't. <laughs> anyway, no. This that is morbid. Funny. We're talking about eating people. Okay, label yourself. Yeah, so don't let things be mislabeled or not labeled. Yeah, 
If it's not labeled, don't eat it. <laughs> yeah, that's safe. That's a safe guideline. <laughs> right. We were very trusting of what was in our freezer. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Moving on. <clears throat> so, okay. <laughs> Where was I? I uh, lost my place. The Weber State. They lost. Yeah, they. The crime lab they lost, lost it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Get your shit together, Weber. Right. <laughs> Weber State freaking crime lab. Okay. Like you're in college. Don't you think they'd be more responsible? That was no. a stupid thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's after you leave college you realize when you're supposed to be responsible. But I feel like when you're in training for something, you're a little more, like, focused on the mm-hmm. rules. I feel like you get more lax in the rules after you leave college because you're like, oh, I have a job. This is my job. Not that mm-hmm. it's... Yeah. You know what I mean? It's true. Like, you're more by the book in training. You think. Like, a little more organized? Yeah. Well... Because Weber State doesn't Honestly, I would love to work in a crime lab. That would be interesting. I would love it. Except for they have to test all kinds of things that I wouldn't want to be around, so. Like how fast something decays. Yuck. Just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) My five-minute dream of it being in a crime lab. Talk about things decaying. You're like... Nope, nope. I don't like when things decay. Or are dead. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so like it. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Well, hopefully things have gotten better at Weaver State. Yeah, I hope that they figured out their label machine. Mm-hmm. Um. So Weber County Sheriff's investigators were working with Harrisville Police to interview people, re-interview old suspects, and collect DNA from them. Um, Lieutenant Nate Hutchinson from Weber County Sheriff's Office said detectives are taking advantage of modern forensic technology that weren't available in 1982. Um, They traveled to Texas to interview the guy that was interviewed previously in 1984. So the one that was rumored to be Gabby's boyfriend, Mm -hmm. he's now in Texas on parole. Mm -hmm. So they went and traveled to Texas to interview him. And he's like, yeah, I was dating her at the time. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, and they weren't able to solidify him as a suspect yeah because i mean we don't even know if it was one person or a group of people right right okay so he was dating her at the time that she was murdered yeah but he didn't own the impala or the gun but i wonder if he knew who did own the impala i feel like he'd have to but i feel like snitches get stitches all right (laughs) all right anyways anyway so more evidence okay Evidence gathered in Gabby's case specifically was mm-hmm. also destroyed due to a flood in the Harrisville office. Convenient. Right. Inside job? Yeah. Maybe. Probably. But to flood a whole <laughs> sheriff's office? I don't know. Huh. Um, but they do know that the blood type of the blood from the Impala, so the the some testing was done on the carpet, but the carpet itself is lost from the Impala. They were able to confirm with the technology back in 1982 that the blood type was type A, which matched the blood of one of the victim's types. But you, we couldn't at the time match exactly. Exactly who But is. the blood type matched one of them. I see. Um... The original owner of the Impala became a suspect. Oh, I forgot about this in my notes. <laughs> okay. The original owner of the sus- 
the, uh, the original owner of the suspect of the <laughs> yeah <laughs> i follow yes okay <laughs> the original owner of the impala became a suspect and was questioned in 1984 um but he's now deceased so like they were like okay well now, at this point now that they've reopened everything since 2008 he is not available to question not anymore. available no <laughs> his body is though <laughs> yeah <laughs> they do have his dna on file in mm-hmm. case any more evidence shows up um gabby's mother passed so, away oh sorry. sorry so is he the one that sold it to tina's sister yeah i think so it okay. says the original owner so then do we know how old he was at the time Mm-mm. i like, don't it makes me wonder if like okay maybe it was his vehicle but like did he have a son like a teenage son that drove it around you know mm, like, see that's what i was wondering if yeah. someone had taken it around because, I mean, I lend, I can, I've lend i lent out cars before. Yeah. Or, like, when we were growing up, even, like, we drove our dad's truck or yeah. our mom's car or whatever, like, all the time. So, yeah. it could have easily been, like, his child who did it. Mm-hmm. Or a shitty friend. Or... Yeah. Something. Something. Like, someone he knows did it. Maybe. Yeah. But then he's like, you trashed my car, so now I gotta sell it. Like, maybe yeah. he didn't realize yeah. that, that was blood. Maybe he was, like... He didn't what? wrap it in... <laughs> he didn't <laughs> wrap it in saran wrap like a freaking idiot. Right. <clears throat> Shouldn't speak ill of the dead, but not smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I wanted to be. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, okay. Um. So, Gabby's mother passed away in 1994, not knowing the truth of who killed her daughter. Um. This August... This last August was the 40-year anniversary of the deaths of Gabby and Tina. Yeah. A candlelight vigil was held in honor of Gabby at the Harrisville Millennium Park on September 16th, the day that her body was found 40 years ago. Wow. Her family and members of the Utah Cold Case Coalition attended the vigil to give updates on the case. Um, Jason Jensen, PI, is currently working with the family to get answers. The spokesman for the Weber County Sheriff's Office said that they've run out of leads and welcome any new tips. So, if you have any, contact their office at 801-778-6700. Or, you can contact the Cold Case Coalition at uh, 385-CLUE-313. So, let's see. Uh, The Utah Cold Case Coalition is offering $3,000 for uh, a... what (laughs) there was a short circuit in my brain (laughs) the utah cold case coalition is offering a three thousand dollar reward for any information leading to a conviction you can also reach out to jason jensen pi on his facebook page is it jason jensen yeah oh did i say something else earlier i thought it was jesse jensen jason jason okay yeah so that's my story it's cold ice cold yeah that was a good storytelling. Also, we will post a picture of the 1963 Chevy Impala. Mm-hmm. It's possible that it's repainted now, but on it was a news interview or something. Jason Jensen believes that it's still in the Ogden area, mm-hmm. and are they, they trying to track it down? Yeah, they're trying to track it down. It's possible that it's been repainted. I've seen. Um, um, but what are they going to get from it though? 
they they don't know but they they feel like if they had something mm-hmm. then they would might might be able to find some answers because if you find an impala like it's a it's a classic car mm-hmm. it's less likely people are going to be drawing it driving it around every day so could they find more carpet that hasn't been cleaned or what kind of gun was it again uh something revolver. 367 magnum revolver 350 hold on a second so if you know someone from the area around that time who knew how to use guns you know and 357 magnum revolver is the gun that killed both tina and gabby Revolvers are such a scary gun, <clears throat> right? It's like, why do you need a revolver? <laughs> it doesn't need revolving. <laughs> no, just no, I don't need to see that. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not a gun enthusiast, but I just feel like guns have always scared. Or revolvers have always scared me since I was a kid. Like what? since that freaking mouse detective movie. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, uh, anyway, that's my story. And really sticking to it that was a good that was a good one i just hate that it makes me want to like go and like see if i can help you know yeah even though like they've probably already like done what they can so far and they're just waiting mm-hmm. for more info but it's like there's got to be something or someone out there or like some rock that hasn't been turned over you know that what because <clears throat> it was in the 80s a lot of the people that were involved either now have a foggy memory of what mm-hmm. happened or whatever um what really is helpful is hard evidence if you know for sure if you know who did it mm-hmm. then i think that would be it if you could f- somehow have access to the gun that was involved somehow have yeah. access to the car that was involved right. but back in the 80s well and oh, the most irritating thing mm-hmm. there's almost no news articles back in the 80s of these two girls it's like it wasn't even really talked about it time. wasn't it wasn't widespread news yeah so like people might not even even known that they were looking for certain clues or yeah. whatever at the time yep but i think it's that small circle that like gabby was with a group of people yeah at and that bowling alley right she was with like people saw her with a group of people probably with chevy impala probably bad bad influences mm-hmm. probably people who are like into illegal things mm-hmm. like who knows what they're up to just sneaking around and doing hooligans in the night <laughs> hooligans driving the chevy impala yeah walking around <laughs> anyway <laughs> that's horrible yeah that's why ogden's the worst it just the evidence keeps stacking <laughs> yeah i stand by it yeah are you ready for my story i am I'm sweaty now. I know. And it's like, it's intense. Yeah. But it was really, really upset. Oh, I should tell you, I got a lot of information from a really cool podcast. Um, They are no longer doing episodes, Hmm. but it's called Zion's Lost. Oh. So it's a Utah-based podcast and they, their episodes are pretty short Mm -hmm. and they just kind of do what they can with what information they have. But, Mm -hmm. um... Yeah, they, they did wow. a good job. And then I did get some ABC4 and whatever's. But, oh, Zion's lost. I'm going to have to check that one out. Yeah, they they did really a really good job. But they, I think they, they closed up shop last year. Hmm. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. I'm covering 
the highway to hell. What? The devil's highway. Route 666. That's in Utah? It's in Utah. It is? It is. Have you heard of it? Well, yeah, but I... Hold on a second. Wait. I'm thinking Route 66. <laughs> it is. I'll get there. Hold on. <laughs> so technically, it's Route 66. Okay. Dash 6. Because Route 66 goes, if I remember right, Route 66 goes, like, east to west. Okay. Yeah. And then each... And then there's, like, little branches off of Route 66. And the sixth branch goes through Utah. So it's Route 66 dash 6. Oh, okay. So Route 666. Still didn't know it went through Utah. I thought okay. it was only California. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, Route 66 goes east to west. Mm. And then the branches go north to south. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. So, Route 666 runs through the area of the U.S. known as the Four Corners, uh, which is Utah, Arizona, New Mexico, and Colorado. It's where they all touch. Yeah. So if you don't know about it, Google it. it. It's a thing. (laughs) People go there. Right. Um, And if you stand right in the center, you're in all four states at once. So it's kind of like a cool thing. I'm talking to the microphone. When I feel like I should talk over here. (laughs) I know, but I feel like this one hears me. That one sees me. (laughs) Yeah, maybe we should talk to him. This is Pumpkinhead Harvey. If you can see, if you're a Patreon member, you can see this. But this is Pumpkinhead Harvey. It comes you, out when it's Halloween time. If you grew up in Utah listening to Cable 93, 93.3 FM the radio, <laughs> country station, uh, they had a song called Pumpkinhead Harvey. Mm-hmm. And it goes, Pumpkinhead Harvey, Pumpkinhead Harvey, comes out when it's Halloween time. Pumpkinhead Harvey, Pumpkinhead Harvey. And we fill him up with candy at Halloween time, and he's just a little, little cute pumpkin guy. I have one at my house. That has I don't have one. Head. You don't? I, I think one. I got Grandma Pilcher's old one. Oh, well, I want one. Yeah, anyway. One from a grandma. But <laughs> I'll just make one, I guess. But yeah. look at him. He's so cute. He is so cute. All right. So. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Let's talk about the deaths really quick. Okay. Um, I really only have one, but <laughs> you have to note the highway. So, like, there's been deaths and accidents all over the place. Yeah, but I only have one for some reason. Um, in 2002, this might be like the most significant, where it was the oh, worst. Who knows? Yeah. But in 2002, a woman had a heart attack while she was driving on this road, and she ended up going head on into a speeding truck, and four people passed away. <gasps> wow. Oh, and there was one infant. Who did not pass away, but was severely injured. So. Okay, now? I don't know. I didn't follow up. I don't know. Well. I don't even know who it was. I just got vague See, that's one of my biggest fears when driving is that I'm just going to pass out just right? randomly. Like, like I yeah. am even scared to sneeze <laughs> when I'm driving. Just like I sneeze and I jerk the wheel oh. or like, then I, that made me a lightheaded one. <laughs> <laughs> but I like yeah. it feels it's scary to think that you could just like lose control lose control while you're driving and who's in the car who's around you oh scary yeah that cars scary. cars it's amazing that we're trusted and we go on the honor system that people are just gonna drive the right way and yeah. do the things like when you're going on Bacchus in just the road I came on and like you're going 60 miles per hour and there's another car coming at you 60 miles per hour yeah. and you're like I trust that you're not gonna swerve into me <laughs> but but they yeah. might yeah yeah 
How so do we, weird concept. How do we we're... trust others? With anything at all. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> well, let's talk about the paranormal. We're just jumping right into the paranormal. That's quick. Okay, yeah. I'm ready for it. I'm okay. Here. So legends have swirled around about all kinds of paranormal activity while on the road. People have claimed to see hellhounds running along their vehicles at night. And these hellhounds have yellow glowing eyes. And they're most often seen when people are stopped along the road. So either while you're driving, they run with you. Or if you stop to pull over for a second, you'll see them off in the distance. That's spooky. Coyotes, maybe? Uh, probably. <laughs> um, <laughs> Legend says that they will run at your vehicle and try to puncture your tire tires while you're driving. Really? To make it so you break down and have to be on the side of the road. And people have experienced this? Mm-hmm. Shit. That would be so <laughs> scary. <laughs> and there's also a legend of an evil shaman who will appear in your back seat. What and the they are fuck? there to steal the driver's soul. Why is the driver more valuable than the passenger? Maybe the shaman wants to drive. Like, you know in Game of Thrones when he, like, warps or whatever it's called? Uh-huh. Maybe it's that. Hmm. Not stealing the soul, just taking over. Possessing? Yeah. Possessing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that. <laughs> so, uh, people have also claimed to see ghostly hitchhikers along the road. The apparition of a woman in white, in a white nightgown, has been seen, and she appears to be wandering alongside the road and waiting for someone to pick her up. When someone offers her a ride... Oh, when someone offers her a ride, she will vanish. Hmm. And sometimes, while driving down this long and lonely road, today should be. <laughs> this long and lonesome road. I like to think that this is where they got their inspiration, is on Route 666. Yeah. Did I say 466 there? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, you may see headlights skating on you from behind, and when they get closer, you realize it's a large semi. And they'll terrorize you for miles before suddenly disappearing. So that Which makes me think of the Candyman, or whatever it's called. The Candyman. Remember that movie? What is that called? With the angry, like crazy diesel truck driver, and calls himself the Candyman. I feel like I can see it in my head. It's like terrifying. Yeah, I can see it in my head. Yeah. I feel like I've watched it recently, last year or so. Yeah. It reminds me of that. Mm. Um, this does... Oh, so this road does travel through the Navajo Nation, and some have claimed to see... Some have claimed to see shape-shifting entities that seem to go from a human to a wolf-like creature along this route. Mm. So these entities sound a lot like skinwalkers from the Native American culture. But who knows? Um, when they've been seen on this road... Uh, when these creatures have been seen on the road, the claims... The claims all say that they will usually appear as an animal in the road, but as drivers, so when you're driving, it looks like there's an animal in the road. Okay. So the drivers who don't swerve so that, that when they go to hit it, it will disappear right before you hit it. Okay. If you swerve, it stays there and like it almost seems like it's like trying to get you to crash off the road. Oh, so, so it's believed this entity is hoping to cause drivers to swerve and crash. Yeah. <laughs> Legend goes that if you don't swerve and crash, the entity appears as a scary-looking person in your backseat and will attempt to steal the passenger's souls. 
So you got the skinwalker. You got thing. the shaman that wants the driver, mm-hmm. and then you got the skinwalker that wants the passenger. Right. That's what I. That's exactly what I said in my notes. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> um, a lot of people have claimed to see just see random people standing or walking alone alongside the road in the middle of the night. Um, and one creepy thing is that a lot of times they'll see these people and then drive a few miles ahead and see the exact same people. Hmm. So it's like they're jumping. Yeah, they're so like, how? you didn't get me then. No, you didn't get <laughs> Maybe me Maybe the next mile marker. Yeah. <laughs> um, most of the highway has been renamed using different numbers. The four corner states, like Arizona, Utah, New Mexico, and Colorado, they wrote a petition to federal officials giving reasons as to why the name changes are necessary. And this is what they said. Quote, they said, people living near the road already live under the cloud of opprobrium created by um, created by having a road that may that many believe is cursed running near their homes and throughout their homeland. And the number 666 carries the stigma of being the mark of the beast, the mark of the devil, which was described in the book of Revelations in the Bible. And people, and there are people who refuse to travel the road, not because of the issue of safety, but because of the fear that the devil controls events along United States Route 666. And the econ- economy in the area is greatly depressed when compared with many other parts of the United States. And the infamy brought by the inappropriate naming of the road will only make development in the area more difficult mm-hmm. in arizona and that's end quote in arizona the road is now highway 191 in utah it will be known as the new 491 slash old 666 like they'll say that on the sign mm-hmm. even though there have been signs posted with the new road names it still hasn't stopped strange events from happening uh from happening on the road and isn't certainly it certainly hasn't stopped people from sharing stories about it. Well, if you rename something, doesn't make it not bad. Right. That's exactly the end. Huh. I don't know if I would be brave enough to go on it, though. Which I feel like makes sense as to why they're like, okay, it's we're, not, <laughs> we're not getting any good, you know, mm-hmm. income from our stores or whatever. Because people, I would be scared to travel it. Mm-hmm. Knowing that, I'd be right. like... Hell no! Yeah. Shaman. Mm-hmm. No. Creepy, though. But isn't that crazy, though, that enough people are scared and nervous about it that it's affected their economy? It is, that is kind of interesting, because you're yeah. like, even if it's legend, you're mm-hmm. like, enough can go into a legend, mm-hmm. whether it's fabricated or not, and can influence mm-hmm. that many people. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so thank you for listening to episode 30, you guys. And next one will be episode 31. (laughs) Or maybe we'll just skip right to 32. That would be fun. (laughs) Um, okay, so On Deck at Dusk, we're going to talk about it. It airs, the next one airs on November 1st on Patreon. So recap, every single month we're releasing these On Deck at Dusk episodes. Every other month it's either true crime or paranormal paranormal story and they're interna- international stories <laughs> because international is confusing <laughs> right <laughs> I, I don't know what i'm doing so we're calling it outernational <laughs> right oh yeah i guess they don't know about no. we talked about it in the last patreon episode but 
international stories, okay? <laughs> Outside of our nation. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this episode, episode 30, airs on October 16th, and episode 31 will come out on October 30th, so the day before Halloween. Ooh. Yeah, I'm so excited. Um, follow us on social media at Haunting Cold Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. Visit our website at hauntingcold.com to submit your own personal paranormal or true crime stories for our Bring Your Own Booze episodes. Um, I know we haven't done any Bring Your Own Booze episodes in quite a while, but we have changed how we've been doing them. So we ask that when you write in to us that you just tell us your whole story, and then we'll read it for a Bring Your Own Booze episode. That way it eliminates the scheduling conflicts that we've been having, Mm -hmm. and some people, I think, are nervous to talk to us. (laughs) Yeah, we've had some people cancel the last minute. I think it's just the nerves or the unsureness. So if -hmm. you want, you can be anonymous. You know, yeah, but we just ask that you're detailed, your stories are detailed and that they're authentic. Like, don't, don't spruce them up. Yeah. It's okay if it's just, I saw a freaking ghost in my house. Right. (laughs) Like, I saw a balloon floating weird. Yeah. (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Like, and it's fine. Like, don't, anyway, but yeah, so we'll probably only be reading emails. So try to be as detailed as you can be. Yes. In yep. your first initial email. Yes, for sure. If we have questions, we might ask you, but like, yeah. Anyway, um, <clears throat> also on hauntandcold.com, our website, you can go there to purchase merch. Um, and for merch, we have some fun items that range from $7 to $25. So if you're looking to spoil spoil yourself, spoil someone else or whatever it be, that's a perfect opportunity. Um, you can also become a patron. Patron on our Patreon and receive free merch that way. So mm-hmm. visit patreon.com forward slash haunting cold. Our Patreon starts first tier is $4 a month. Yes. So, I mean, free merch and it's four yeah. bucks. Right. Like that's cheaper than the cheapest thing we have. Yeah. And you get extra content. Right. So mm-hmm. do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, we are gonna go because we have things to do so hopefully you have things to do too so you're not just sitting there staring at a wall when this ends this is your friendly reminder to wash your sheets yes <laughs> brush your teeth <laughs> yep <laughs> don't else? eat the mystery meat don't eat mystery meat. ziplock in the freezer label your food yes label your food drink your water um let's see I think that's all the tips I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Well, well, it's been good. It's been real. Yeah. And now it's time to go. <laughs> okay. Mm-kay, okay, bye. bye.